right, everybody. Welcome back. Hey, music hey. on deck. Yes. This is the Music on Deck podcast. I am Alex Maglione. Hey, I'm everybody. I'm Dave Dinsmore, uh, songwriter, producer, uh, play multiple instruments and a uh, whole bunch of other things in the music industry. And uh, Alex, where at, uh, what have you been doing, man? Uh, producer, engineer, mixer. Uh, this past week, vocal producer, auto-tuner, uh, drum aligner, and so on. <laughs> <Of> <laughs> it's course. been a busy week. Of course. <laughs> the multiple hats of an engineer. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's been a busy week of, of all of those things. Uh, but yeah, so uh, welcome everybody back to, uh, this is episode 10 of the Music on Deck podcast, where we are reviewing artists' work. They send us their songs, and we give them an honest review of, of whatever they send us, whether it's a demo or a released piece of work. And um, on a one to ten scale, we tell them, you know, what we like and don't like about it. And, and hopefully um, if it's, you know, not super up to par or whatever, we, we, we aim them in an area of maybe where they can get better at, at, at uh, what they need to, to do going forward. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. It's part of the whole reason we're here. And, and man, what welcome back, everybody. I guess I should also say, shouldn't we? I mean, it's yeah, we took a week off for Labor Day. Everybody, had, hope, everybody, everybody had a good Labor Day. What'd you do for Labor Day, man? Dude, I did a whole bunch of nothing. Honestly, <laughs> I did a whole bunch of nothing because that's what guys like us need. Uh, I, I know, my couch fell in love with me again. There you so. go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of say I, I, I agree with you. So I did pretty much did like a whole lot of nothing. That's that's a great way of saying it, you know. So we hope everybody uh, had a relaxing time off, and uh, and we we know we did. So uh, we're totally. back at it again, huh? Totally, totally. <laughs> so uh, let's jump back into it. Um, we're, we are, I will, I will also let people know we are sifting through our mailbox. We are, yeah. we've gotten luckily a lot of submissions. So we're, we're sifting through some people who, you know, we may have gotten submitted to us, you know, nine, 10 weeks ago still. Yeah. Um, but please keep submitting. We're sifting through stuff and, um, and we're, we're starting to bang out some more episodes and get a little bit ahead. Um, so you'll see in our future, uh, our featured artist tab, um, we're kind of posting a few episodes ahead, our artists to look, a- look ahead at. Um, and you'll kind of know that, okay, you know, somebody has been selected to, to be in the next episode and that type of thing. So just know if you submitted a while back, we've seen it, we're reviewing it and, um, and you will be featured hopefully soon. So, um, some keep, keep, uh, submitting, but today, um, on this episode, we're going to feature, uh, an artist who goes by army of 100 sheep. Um, it's a project by a guy named Javier Garza Jr., um, from South Texas, so I already little brownie okay, points with me as a, right. as a Texan. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, but he's been in Tennessee for for twenty years now, so basically a Tennessean. Um, he consi- he considers his style of music alternate rock, um, but ranges from rock to dance and gospel as well. Hmm. Um, he's been writing and playing since um, about two thousand two, um, and his goal is kind of just to capture capture lightning in a bottle with with this project. So uh, without further ado. Uh, we are going to take a listen to Out of the Night by Army of 100 Sheep. Cool. I can see it in your eyes. I can feel it in your soul. I can sense it on your mind. Out of the night, into the light. Is where we find ourselves again Light up the sky, you know it's right And that's where we find the beginning of the end Out of the night Out of the night Out of the night 
the dark that surrounds you if you let go Yeah, you can make your way out of the dark that surrounds you if you let go So uh, I'll I'll jump right in here yeah. with uh, with my thoughts. Um, that was awesome. One of my big one of my big notes was uh, there was so many cultures in one song. Like I feel like that song came from so many different areas, but I think musically it was done really really well. Mm -hmm. um, the instrumentation, the mix, um, everything felt really good. Like there wasn't one thing that bothered me from a musical side of things. I think that was super dope, super on point. I honestly wouldn't change a thing. Um, for me, some of the other things that that kind of lost points for me were were in the vocal and lyric range. Um, I felt like the lyrics just weren't up to par. I, at first, um, I wasn't sure it was the right voice for the track either. Like I'm like, okay, maybe this would be a really good song with maybe 
a, a different vocalist, a strong, maybe a stronger vocalist or, or sung stronger. Um, but then on kind of another second half listen that we took, um, I went back and I said, OK, you know what? I, I'm, I'm not going to kill him for the voice because the voice actually I don't think is 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 it, it, I could it, I could leave it or take it. Um, I just think the lyrics, it was very minimalistic, almost yeah. just too minimalistic. I get where it was going and I get the vibe where it's not it does not something that needs a million lyrics. I just felt like it was very basic from mm-hmm. a from mm-hmm. a lyrics and, and writing lyrics standpoint. Like I said, the music I felt like was awesome. It felt it flowed. There was there was different sections, but I just felt like lyric wise, I was bored a little bit. Um, those that's really that's really just my my only negative to this thing. Like mm-hmm. I said, I think overall the mix was really good. Um, I, I just wonder, um, you know, maybe the writing could be taken to another level. So um, with that being said, um, my score is going to be a seven point nine. Oh wow! Um, okay. I I enjoyed it. Um, okay. I like I said, it was just basically. Where the lyrics came, I just felt like we're 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 not up to par. If that was what I felt like, I could I could attach myself to the story of the song more. That really could have been you know a, a little bit of a higher score for me. But I just felt like I loved the music, but the lyrics did not take me anywhere. So uh, yeah, what do you got, Dave? Yeah, no, I mean you know I I got pretty much uh, pretty similar kind of kind of discussion points here. I mean um, I liked it. Um, I think I, I'm glad we took a second listen because the score went up for me, I think, as we listened again, because I was able to kind of, um, you know, listen again. And, and I have kind of the similar thing. The one thing for me is um, musicality. Um, there's something going wrong in the chorus, and I don't know what it is. It sounds like he's hitting a minor third or hmm. some weird. It's a dissonant note in the middle of that into the light, you know, in, in that section. There's something going on, and, and, it, and it sounds intentional. But it sounds wrong. It's clashing somewhere with some of the layers that you have there. Uh, so that was off-putting, especially when it's in the chorus, because the chorus is, is you know, it's a, it's a big, important moment usually in a song. Um, the things I, I liked, um, um, I honestly liked how out front the vocals were. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Didn't, I didn't mind the vocal being kind of simplistic. Um, I'm always the one preaching simple, you know what I mean, and, and keep everything in perspective. So um, I didn't mind that. Um, I actually really liked the whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, those were awesome. Yeah, the heck little, yeah, those were awesome. production notes that he put in there. Um, there were some extra little trigger sounds, which I mm-hmm. wasn't mad yep. at. Everything yeah. was done tastefully. So I enjoyed it um, uh, for sure. Uh, negatives, uh, deductions, like I said, for me is that is a dissonant note in the chorus. Um, I also noted that for me, everything was very syncopated. Everything was on the one. Bump, bump, bump. And there was not a whole lot of off hit hits for me. Um, and then that paired with the rhymey rhymey, as I call it, where you do too many of the kind of like and night and do tonight and night and you know, if you if you do too much of that, I think it also adds to this overall feeling of simplicity yeah. that might be pushing the envelope. And it did for me. And I don't really have a lot of negative things to say about it, um, uh, like like individual parts, um, but. I just felt like I kind of was lost in the song a little bit. Like, what what part are we at? I I, I also um, completely agree with you, and I'll take it a step further when you talk about the lyrics. Here, here's the biggest overall problem I had. Uh, you're you, I don't know what you're talking about. So yeah. out of the light, you know, or you know, I I don't know out of what. You know what I mean? Like w- when when you ask these questions, I see it in your eyes. I can see it in your soul. What 
What are you seeing? I mean, I don't, I, I don't know that these questions were ever answered. And not that you have to. Maybe that was the point. Maybe mm-hmm. the point was I'm going to ask these questions and let the, the person, you know, the, the listener kind of f- draw their own conclusions. I'm okay with that. But you can't be so vague that I don't know what you're talking about. I felt the whole time I really don't – I didn't connect with it emotionally because yeah, I totally. really had no idea what the song was right. about. Um, so I, I think the, the, the problems for me – were when I listen to a song, I want to connect with it emotionally. I can't really point to anything that was definitely wrong with it, but I definitely feel like it was, um, it, I didn't connect with it. I, I don't feel like it was something that I wanted to rewind and listen to it 50 times. I'm like, okay, I've got it. And I think maybe that's because it wasn't really a bridge. There wasn't a whole lot of changes. The simplistic nature of it is, is a positive, but if you go too far, it definitely becomes a negative. So for me, um, I think overall it's a 5-8 for me, and it's only because I feel like um, – it just didn't go anywhere. It didn't take me on any journey. I didn't connect with it emotionally. Um, and I think, like you were saying, it's right in there with, um, I think a little bit more of everything mm-hmm. would have really made the song come alive a little bit more. And it sounds like he's doing everything himself. I don't know if that's yeah, true. Yeah, that's what I'm impressed about with, it, the, with the music side of it. Like if the, he did the all that himself. side of it, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty, pretty good, and the mix is good. But, yeah, I think... There's something missing there from there's there's there. Like you said, the connection is the tough part. Like I don't like I'm with you on that. I don't feel very connected to it because there I don't know what the story was about, you know, or, or you know, it's in, in, in like, I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say is like, do the lyrics really connect to something that I can go? I can relate to that yeah. or it's it's triggering something with me. I just didn't feel like that with any right. part in the song. Right. So uh, it's a five eight for me. Uh, it's not a bad song. I'm not, you know, that's certainly not some me saying that this is, you know, it, it just if it was twenty percent more, I think on all areas, I might be a little bit more inclined to really enjoy it. So cool, cool. Well, uh, so here is where we usually move on to uh, Maglio Minute and uh, Dave's unsolicited. But we figured since it's episode ten, um, we wanted to kind of do something a little bit different. We've been getting. Um, we've been getting some feedback, uh, and people kind of want to know a little bit more about us. We've got people who are listening to the podcast who, um, you know, some of your friends came up to you, right? Yeah. Some of my friends have said some, said some stuff like, I want to know kind of how you guys got to where you got to or your story or, um, that type of thing. And also, you know, maybe what we have, I, I always tell them, well, we got an info tab and we have our websites and they're like, well, you know, give me some, some, some of the inside stuff, some of the stuff that you experienced in the studio. So we've kind of put together a few questions. Um, you know, I think we've kind of intentionally not done that Yeah. because I, you know, I think for both of us, one of the reasons we started this is this isn't really about us. It's more about right. you guys as the artist and your music. Um, but it kind of tickles me to death that people really kind of want to know more. Yeah. So yeah, totally. I'm certainly well, fine to and do I mean, that if it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and you and I have always done, you know, uh, you know, corporate stuff in the studio or, or tours at the studio, mm-hmm. behind the scenes stuff. And honestly, these things come up in those two. Like we are literally giving a tour of a studio of a control room and live room and people are like, well, how did you get into it? Well, it's like, so I can understand, you know, why we maybe we're not the first to say, oh yeah, because this is not about us, but um, people, people want to know a little bit about us. So, um, you know, we've compiled a few questions. I think that'll kind of give you guys a, a, a roundabout thing. Um, do you and want I, me to kind of present yeah, the questions to I you first? I, I haven't heard cool. these, so yeah. this will be and interesting. Then, and we can each give our answers or whatever. We'll kind of just leave it as kind of a an open-ended thing. It won't have to be you do all, all yours and I do all mine. But So the first kind of question that, that was a roundabout thing for me was um, what was the time you realized you wanted to get into music? Like as a kid, what, what made you kind of uh, mm. be like, I want to do music? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, do you want me to go first? Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I'll just follow uh, or whatever. I think musically, I mean, if you're talking, you know, what, what got me into it, believe it or not, I actually started playing trombone um, at sixth grade. Uh, you're kind of forced to pick an instrument, mm-hmm. and uh, nobody was playing trombone. So he's like, <laughs> the band director's like, I will love you to death, uh, Mr. Ryan. Uh, uh, you know, he's like, I'll love you to death if you play trombone. He was a trombone player, too. Oh, so, nice. So but you were, I, yeah. was, uh, I was about four foot seven, so the thing was taller than I was, basically. <laughs> uh, and in my school, we had such a small school that. Our orchestra was also our marching band. Wow. And no one oh told me about having to march to with a trombone. Wow. So uh, I, I started there, and uh, to be honest with you, uh, it showed me that I did not like music. <laughs> I did not oh like music. Because playing in a bass cleft, as you know, is is whole notes. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, 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 right. Uh, and I was like, all right, it's like, I hated this. So um, uh, I, I played in there until I think I was a junior, and I think I, I, I stopped. And, and so... Um, uh, but but I got into um, uh, acting in musical theater. So so in my local church, I started to do plays and things like that. Um, and I uh, once I started doing roles for for musical theater, I learned that um, I really enjoyed singing. And so I, I got into singing and acting. And I kind of went more of the co music acting role um, at, at a very young age. Um, I started taking private vocal lessons when I was ten years old um, from David Bass. And then I had uh, many different vocal instructors beyond that. Um, uh, so that's kind of how I at first got into music. Um, I, but I got into it from a performance standpoint. Um, my father uh, gave me my first guitar when I was 10. And so, um, I started playing acoustic guitar and he gave me lessons, uh, since 10. So, um, singing and playing around that age and kind of took it from there. Um, uh, just all different kind of directions, but that's how I got into it. How about sure. you? Yeah. What yeah. You so for me, I mean, it was kind of similar, but, but honestly kind of opposite. So Grew up in a household where my parents were fans of music. You know, there was always music on. We had a, a bookshelf full of CDs and, um, you know, that that type of thing. But um, my parents were both in media, as I say. Um, my mom was an anchor on TV and, and um, a reporter and a host of a show. And my dad sold radio. So I grew up in that kind of seeing the behind the scenes stuff. I grew up like in the control room of a TV, a TV station mm-hmm. or in the, in radio studios. Um, and I think that's just kind of where, where seeing that thing kind of start seeing the vision kind of started. But then, um, I'd say early on in high school, uh, I started feeling like I was listening to music differently than everyone else or, or more closely than everyone else. Um, you know, I'd be in the car and hear a song and, and, you know, point something out to my mom and like, I'd get this kind of like blank reaction. I'd be like, Oh, like these two, vocalists seem paired very well together mm. or do you hear what the acoustic guitar is doing at that point in the song or oh i wish that was you know i wish i could hear more of that and um you know there was this phase of just that type of thing going on and then um my mom one day after school was like look if you if you feel like this is what you want to do or maybe make a career out of this you know do this and then also this is where you should go um, and, and, and that where I should go ended up being a full sale university. And that's kind of where it took me from there. Um, I guess we can go into the next question was what was your plan or pathway, um, once figuring out, okay, music is what I want to do. So where did you take it beyond, you know, past that? Mm, that's good. That's a good question. Um, uh, I, I would say for me, you know, I, like I said, I, I was um, uh, get, got into musical theater, um, but I really got into it um, in high school. Um, I joined a professional theater company in Wilmington, North Carolina, um, Opera House Theater Company, uh, and got hired on there and started doing uh, professional productions, you know, like Secret Garden and Sound of Music, you know, those kinds of musicals. And um, then uh, my parents pushed me to audition for the uh, 
uh, North Carolina School of the Arts, they had a one-year senior high school program. So I would leave my high school and I'd go uh, there. Um, I auditioned for them. The audition process was, was pretty pretty uh, intense. And uh, so I auditioned for that program and, uh, and got accepted. There were 12 girls and 12 boys. Um, In the whole state of North Carolina. Uh, that's the whole country, yeah. The Twel- whole so 24 guys and girls from all over the country. 12 guys, 12 girls. Holy smoke. Yeah, yeah. To- yeah total. Yeah, And, and then, and then uh, you know, from all over the country, they, I don't know, they said like for every 100 that was accepted, or one that was accepted, 100 were, were wow. not accepted. That's it, was, it, was really, yeah. it was really intense. Um, uh, but, w- you know, I kind of studied, you know, I, I honestly didn't know that music uh, w- was going to be where I wanted to go. I, I knew I liked it, but I got heavily into the acting side. Um, I graduated there and then um, I moved af- actually uh, to Seattle, Washington, um, where I attended Cornish College of the Arts. Uh, so I continued to study. But then I started working under uh, Mike Delos for um, I was one of the few dual music program uh, kind of students. So I would do acting and singing. So I worked with him, um, you know, and then I decided uh, I didn't like this formal crap. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. I wanted to be the in classical a, stuff. I, I yeah. wanted to be in a rock band. So I actually moved to Bellingham, Washington and started my own uh, rock band. Uh, I was with them fronting and writing for them for uh, five or six years. And then, um, uh, you know, kind of like everything else, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I wanted to do it bigger. I wanted to do it more, you know. So uh, we ended up going to Seattle. We broke up and, and uh, I ended up moving back to Seattle. Uh, pursued music there kind of on a solo level and then um, uh, essentially I decided uh, I really wanted to get better at recording and 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 I started to get into like music production side of it so that's when I decided you know I wanted to be in Music City so I I, uh, made the move over to Nashville and then um, attended. when was this about yeah that was about 2005 Mm -hmm. so uh, moved moved to Nashville and then um, and uh, started uh, uh, just kind of working. I, I, I basically packed everything in my truck, like everybody yep, does in yep, Nashville. Yep. Hey, if you have a national story, I've done it. You know, I knew nobody, never been <laughs> in the city in my life. Put everything in my truck, drove down here, said I want to do music, found a home, got a job. You know, and um, I then uh, started to attend uh, SAE in Nashville, which is an audio engineering program. Uh, graduated there with a certificate um, in nine months. And immediately got into uh, the studio industry, where uh, is how I found Sound Kitchen, um, and then eventually became the general manager of Sound Kitchen um, uh, for many, many years. And 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 kind of the story kind of just kind of goes from there. But uh, that's kind of my my road after that. What about you? Yeah, and that part you could even ex- I would I would ask you to expand <laughs> on, but that's where it gets very wide for yeah, sure. If, if you want more of that information, <laughs> all of that is definitely on Dave's website and and in our bios. Because um, it could be like an hour long. Who we've worked I, with you know and, I mean? and like, yeah, and all that stuff for sure. I don't want to take up all the time. But yeah, 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 that's definitely wide for, for you for sure. I mean, 10, 10 years, over 10 years at Sound Kitchen yeah. mm-hmm. from intern to general manager. Yeah. You know, that's 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 the majority of, of that's a lot of time there for sure. That, that answers that question perfectly. Um, so for me, um, graduated high school. Shipped on down to Orlando, uh, bachelor's degree in... Now, wait a minute. So, when did you decide, you know, so you're in high school, you mm-hmm. saw your mom and dad, you wanted to go... When did you... When, I mean, how did you get to... I'm curious about this. Where did you get, you know, music production? When did you, you know, decide... And then Full Set. How did you find Full yeah, Set? Yeah, so kind of crazy. Um, you know, like I said, I was... I felt like at very the very first thought of I want to make music was I want to... I, I, I had a computer with Fruity Loops on it. Okay. I wanted to make beats maybe and compose or whatever. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm glad you brought me back to this kind of a little bit because graduate. So step back just a little further. Um, mom 
like I said, told me, here's where you should probably go if you want to do music. Okay. Um, that's what we knew. Then we went and toured Full Sail. I applied to a few other places, but loved Full Sail. Got some applications. I got accepted other places, but as soon as the Full Sail acceptance came, everything else went went in the trash. I knew Full Sail was where I wanted to be. Um, and so graduated high school. My high school graduation present was a MIDI controller. Okay. Um, that's what I wanted. It was like this $300 Akai thing, maybe. Or I don't know what the brand was yeah. at the time. Got it. Couldn't get the thing to work. Could not get the thing to work. Uh, and so I was like, all right, mom, just like return this and give me the $300 and that'll be a good start to like, you know, to call it. would be money for college. Um, so I go to Full Sail with like the shattered dream of like, okay, what I thought I wanted to do in music, like I suck at, obviously. <laughs> but maybe I'll learn how to do it at Full Sail. That's funny. Um, so I get the Full Sail. Start doing the undergrad stuff. Still don't really know. But then we, we get into the recording consoles class. And Full Sail is a four-year program? It's, it's a bachelor's program. It's a bachelor's program. Yeah, bachelor's program. Um, they also have an associate's. Um, I, I see. But the bachelor's is the most po- most popular. Bachelor's, um, it's a bachelor's of science in recording arts um, okay. is what I went into. Okay. They also have a production degree. They have songwriting degrees. Um, but recording arts... When I looked at the syllabuses for all the degrees, recording arts sounded like more of everything that I kind of wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get into the recording class and we're in the studio for the first time learning how to like wrap cables and stuff and and just kind of how the overall process of mixing and, and very, very top line, you know, simple things of recording. But I found myself like in love with how things were done in the studio. Mm. Um so that's kind of where I was like, okay, what I, I want to be an engineer, and that's what that's. And at, at that time, even still, I was like, you know what, I want to go on the road and mix live for Rascal Flatts. I love the sound of live recordings. I love concerts. But then again, we we take further into studio stuff, and I'm like, you know what, I like being in the studio. I like being able a little bit to mess up and be able to redo it, yeah. rather than when you mess up live, seventeen thousand people hear it yeah. all at once. And yeah, I said, yeah, that yeah. I don't want any part of that. So. Um, just went through the program, um, head down, uh, loved, again, doing all the classes that was recording, mic techniques, um, all that type of stuff. Learned everything by the book. Again, I'll I take a step back again just to kind of make this make sense. A lot of kids who go to Full Sail, a lot of kids who get into being an engineer, um, they mix their, their church's sound you know, every Sunday uh, you know, as a teenager or whatever, or they were in a band as a kid or whatever. I had none of that. So I literally learned everything that I know the book way mm-hmm. physics you know phase all of that thing i learned it exactly the way you're supposed to do it in the book um so graduated full sale um and then uh yeah, so how did you find us at sound kitchen yeah so i uh i was kind of um i had narrowed it down to nashville new york and la <laughs> <laughs> and of, um, of where i wanted to go and i just kind of decided two things nash or la and new york are expensive mm-hmm. number one mm-hmm. um and number two i being somebody who likes all genres of music, I wasn't s- steered towards a location because of what music came out of there. But in my head, and at the time, this was 2013, 2014, okay. um, I was telling myself, and it was true at the time still a little bit, um, if any genre is selling music, still selling CDs and Target and Walmart and whatever, it was country music. Oh yeah, yeah. So I said, there's got to be a trickle-down effect there. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Nashville's the spot. I'm going to go to Nashville. Um, and, and also the pro of Nashville is, is what we know. We record bands, we record multiple instruments all at the same time. So I told myself, okay, if I can go to Nashville and learn how to record 48 inputs at one time, I can sure as heck go to LA or Atlanta or New York after I get some credits and experience and, and record a vocal and piano or, you know, the LA style stuff that, Mm -hmm. that, that's done. So 
Um, yeah, so then got on the old Google, searched Nashville Recording Studios, and had a list of, of some studios, and um, Sound Kitchen was definitely up there. I had a couple of other ones up there as well. Um, Full Sail's a really good um, career development uh, program, and, and they kind of steered me towards Sound Kitchen because of what Sound Kitchen had done and also, um, you know, the spaces that they had. They were like, if they have seven studios, <laughs> you are going to get into those yeah. rooms and be able to learn, yeah. you know, whether it's time by yourself or Massive. behind other sessions. Um, so I gave you a call. <laughs> That's the story right there. I gave Dave a call, um, yeah. and he said, all right, I'm glad you're excited, but uh, – move up here and then we'll meet and we'll talk about it then. So that's exactly <laughs> what I did. I uh, graduated and then a month later, packed the car up, packed the U-Haul up and, and drove up here to uh, Nashville and sat down in front of Dave and, and told him what I wanted to do. And he told me what the what what the deal was going to be from from being an intern. Brutally, as always. Yeah, yeah brutally as always. And I um, <laughs> I sat there and, and, and pretty much told the chief engineer, who was my mentor um, throughout the time that he was there, I told him I was going to take his job, and I did. Um, <laughs> and, 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 and we laughed at you at the time. Yeah, you laughed at me at the time and probably said I wasn't going <laughs> to last. And, and uh, multiple times throughout that period, probably we spoke to each other <laughs> about me not lasting. And then I, I just didn't go away. Um, they, had to, they had to drag me out at the end of the day of every day. I was the first one there, last one out. Um, and that pretty much got me to where I was, where I am now. I, I went from intern to doing assistant stuff and event stuff there. Um, was chief engineer for about four and a half years. Mm -hmm. And then um, just before COVID, decided to go freelance. perfect timingly. Yeah, I decided yeah. to go freelance. And um, now I'm kind of in control of what I do. And it, it's been the best thing that I could have done. I was, you know, I think everybody who, who is in that phase is the chief engineer. You're getting a check every week. You're, you don't want to not get that check every week, mm -hmm. but you're also tied to yeah. however many hours you're supposed to be doing work for the studio per day. Once I got out of that, I was able to, to do a lot of stuff that I hadn't done and um, take work elsewhere and, and take time. So that's kind of where um, where I'm at now. Um, you know, what's funny. Uh, I was just going to tell you, um, uh, as you were talking, I was, I was thinking of something that I hadn't really, I hadn't really said to a whole lot of people, too. Um, it's funny. After I came out of SAE, uh, I did not want to go to a big studio. Wow, you want to be I like somebody's small, guy. I wanted a small one-room place, mm. um, and uh, the studio that I was aiming for, um, uh, it's a good thing I didn't go there because they folded within <laughs> two years of me uh, <laughs> trying to get in there, but I, I, I had this one studio that I was absolutely in love with, and it was a small project studio, and I wanted to go small, mm. uh, so it's kind of ironic that I ended up with one of the largest right. recording studios in the country, you right. know what I mean? So it's just funny how that cap you know, you come out and you kind of expect to go in one direction and, and then it ends up changing, you know, but uh, that was something I just thought of as you were talking. I was thinking, you know, it's funny how when you're kind of looking around, you go, oh, there's these, you know, this. And of course, Blackbird, you know, right. is, is always in the discussion. And right. I was like, you know, I don't want to go to something so huge. Right. <laughs> and then I still end up at a huge yeah, studio. Exactly. So that was kind of weird. Yeah, definitely. So that's uh, that's kind of how we've gotten to, to, I guess, where we are. Same with me, like I said about Dave. If you want to know who I've worked with and some of the things that I've done throughout that time, that's definitely going to be in our that's in our bios that's in our website you know those type of things but that's how we got to there and the time we spent kind of in those those areas um i guess the other the only last thing kind of is do you have any you know anything else that is who's made you know what's made you who you are as an industry professional right now like something that maybe one or two things that you've experienced in your almost 15 20 years being here in nashville that like has gotten you to where you are now or um, you know, just just a, some a tidbit that we don't have maybe in our bio, mm -hmm. or somebody listening is going to yeah. be like, "Oh yeah, Dave is legit," you know, something yeah. like that. 
what do you got for for something like that? Or do you want me to go first and you can think about it? Yeah, you go. You go ahead. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, again, I I am not shy about saying that that you know we. I, I was the opposite of you. I chose Sound Kitchen because of the names on their credit list and mm-hmm. and because of this, the the amazing studios and and the chance at being able to work there. Um, and for me, that was the right decision. Um, I have been able to work with an unbelievable amount of, of big names and, and get great credits and find work now because of some of that stuff that I did at Sound Kitchen or that Sound Kitchen said okay, Alex, you're going to work with so-and-so, or you're going to work with so-and-so. Um, because you trusted me on certain projects is why I'm now getting certain projects on my own. Um, so that's kind of my thing, is is the things that I went through by choosing Sound Kitchen and by being an intern there and working my way up and being an assistant behind some of the biggest engineers in Nashville and then being thrown in on a Chris Young session or a the band Camino session or, you know, you, you name it, um, that has made me who I am now and, and, and made me able to, um, to number one, you know, the, and an important, very important thing is to know my worth. Um, going through the process of that, you, you have many different stages of learning and earning your worth. And um, that, whole, that whole experience helped me get to where I am from, from that standpoint and also from an experience standpoint and, and, and where I am now. And, and I'll be the first one to tell most people, and I'm still not fully comfortable with it, but like I said, when I came into college and out of college, I wanted to be an engineer. I wanted to record music. If you ask me right now, my preference, if I could just for the rest of my life press record and set up microphones on stuff, that's what I would do. Like I, I, I don't enjoy mixing as much as I do recording. I don't enjoy um, producing as much as I enjoy recording. But now I can call myself a producer. I have clients who call me and say, hey, I want you to produce my next EP. And that's not, again, that's not something that I ever really thought I wanted to do or whatever. And my producing also is something different than what your producing is. You know, like when I produce and, and people, people like the clown, this guy, and I bring, I have no shame in bringing him up. But when I produce, I produce like DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled isn't playing instruments. He's not making the beats most of the time. But what he is doing is he's putting the right people in the right place at the right time, doing the budgets, booking the studio, you know, like figuring out, okay, I want to go to the studio. I want this artist on this song doing this verse at this point of song. That's the type of production that I do. And then I hire guys like you for the musical side of it because I I can't read music and that type of thing. I am, like I said, I'm a technical guy, but um, I never saw myself getting to that production level. But a lot of people who are, in the industry, been in the industry for a little while, will tell you that that's kind of the natural progression and that's kind of where you get to. Um, and if you want to make more money, that's just kind of the labels that that, that make you more money. And, right, and But right. with that comes wearing more hats and more responsibility and that type of thing. Um, but it's been, I would say, over the last two years, two, three years, the amount of production that I've been doing um, is, has been crazy. Um, and and I'm, I'm grateful for for you know having the experience that i've had to this point and having a guy like you also by my side to to show me the way of producing and 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 how to book talent how to you know go about budgeting and that type of thing without any without what i learned from you at sound kitchen and even beyond sound kitchen i wouldn't be where i'm at um but but i would say those are the things that who have made me who i am at this present day that's kind of the question is where what's made you outside of what you've been through like timeline wise, what's made yeah. you who you are in the industry now? Well, I appreciate you saying that. I mean, I, that certainly was my goal, you know, is, is, um, 
uh, a, a lot of what I did at the studio, there's a lot to unpack there, but I mean, yeah, essentially, yeah, totally. you know, a lot, a lot of what I, I got at the studio, um, or what, what you got from me at the studio was a product of what I never got. Um, <clears throat> my, my road was completely different and, um, you know, I always come at it from a completely opposite from you, a completely organic and creative, uh, kind of, you know, uh, standpoint in the sense of like, I was to, I was going to be a performer. I wasn't going to be a studio guy. You know what I mean? I, I, I wanted to sing and I wanted to perform and I wanted to go out on tours and things like that. And I got to do a lot of that stuff. Um, but of course, as you get older, you know, a lot of those goals change. But um, essentially, when I got into the studio industry, it was a shark tank, man. Yep. I mean, um, you know, honestly, um, and I think a lot of people, and in a way, this is very similar to when you came to the studio, um, could kind of sense that this is an older guy. This is not an intern. I mean, right. from day one, I was an intern in all but name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, tell the people, you were 30 when you were an intern, right? Absolutely. 29? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I yeah. was 30. I was Crazy. 30. I was a 30-year-old intern. Yeah. Um, you know, and, but the difference was I came um, I came from, from a, a program um, which got my foot in the door, but the difference with me was I had a whole bunch of prior experience. And, yep. and, and I'll bring it back to, I will say this, that um, when I was... Uh, I would say, you know, right at I was about 17 years old, okay, and I'm and I'm sitting in the room, and they're giving the uh, welcome to uh, the North Carolina School of the Arts. Mm -hmm. The first piece of advice they said is, do not continue to do this professionally. <laughs> Go out into the world and be a normal person, and wow. it will make you a better actor because you get real life experience. Don't be one of these pampered people that stays inside these conservatories and lives this sort of sheltered, shut off from the world kind of existence. Um, and that really impacted me because I mean, you know, they're basically telling you right off the bat, which is why a lot of my spiel when you come in yep. the door, uh, you know, at the studio was, you know, my best advice is, is, is you know, maybe don't do this, right, you know, right. yep, 100%. <laughs> I mean, because, um, you know, there's all this real life experience that really does, you know, doing a regular job, man, go work at Subway. You'll learn a lot. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, go work yeah. at these, go work at, at jobs and, and, and get this real life experience. Um, but, but also craft your, you know, hone your craft, continue to do your passion. I mean, I've done music on my own for so long um, that I came into that scenario when that scenario actually, you know, it actually happened. Um, I had so much backup. I had already recorded albums. I had already been in a studio. Um, I had already cut to tape. I had already been hired out as a professional background singer and lead singer. I mean, I had done so much before I got to there that intern really wasn't the right moniker. And the owners kind of immediately could tell. Mm -hmm. Well, so could everyone else who was already there. And they didn't <laughs> appreciate the fact yeah. that I was fast tracking my way. Um, and there was a lot of turnover because a lot of things in the studio had to have uh, shifting movement. I mean, things had to move. Uh, the, the industry was changing. Back when I first got there, um, you know, all seven studios were running, you know, with, with celebrities in every single studio. So, mm -hmm. you know, as the music industry changed and as things were happening, I, I came into it right at a big transition. Um, but uh, I would say who, who made me, you know, who I am today is definitely the, the, the journey that I've had. I mean, I, I was an actor, a singer. Um, you know, but I also had all these other kind of, you know, passions, creative, but it was always from a creative standpoint, you know, and I mean, I play by ear, but I was also classically trained, um, you know, played uh, all kinds of different instruments, you know, and, and really found that anything I picked up, I could play at some on some level, um, you know, so kind of jack of all trades. Uh, yep. Sometimes you can get a little bit, uh, you can, you can kind of drown in too many options. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have to be careful. And so I think uh, some of my, my bouncing around was because I had so many areas that I was right. interested in. Right. Um, that when I got into the studio industry, it really um, kind of solidified everything. Um, and it kind of goes to the point that you're talking about uh, as far as production goes when you become a producer. Just a quick thing on that. Um, 
uh, I learned quickly and early on to surround myself with people who are going to make me successful. Mm-hmm. Being a producer is very self-serving because you need to put yourself, I mean, why I sound good in my projects I will stand on and why I'm confident with them is because I got the best people there was. Yep. Um, and, uh, and, and I was also very incredibly lucky. I mean, a lot of this is timing. A lot of this totally. is just dumb luck. You yep. know, it, um, that was essentially why I got out of acting. Um, I have some very famous f- actor friends that I went to school with that were actually in my high school that are big, big superstars now. And why I got out of that is because I felt like the talent wasn't being evaluated. It was based on your looks and a lot of dumb luck. Well, I was like, you know, it doesn't matter how good you are. Uh, music, one of the things I love about it is it, it, it really, in a lot, of, a lot of scenarios, it really does matter how good you are. If you have talent, you know, that, that's what I'm, I'm craving. That's what I'm searching for. There's people with, with a lot of really great talent. So um, I'm really hoping to find, you know, a whole bunch of people, um, you know, w- that, that inspire me and, and, and kind of make me want to be a better producer and, and make me want to kind of work with them. And uh, actually, it's funny, the first opportunity I got, the very first uh, artist that I produced for the studio, I produced Dolly Parton's producer. Mm-hmm. So you want to talk about a pressure moment there. Right. I mean, I've, I'd never, you know, full scale, <laughs> seven players, one studio, all at the same time, going down, all professional, you know, triple A, union player scale. Right. And uh, I'm producing Dolly Parton's producer. And so, you know, I learned just don't shy away from opportunities, no, no matter how. That's a big one. How, yeah. how um intimidating or you feel you're not ready for uh seize your moment when that door cracks you know run through it hell yeah um you know i I definitely learned that lesson um but but mostly through following your passion not stopping i had plenty of people along the way who just you know they decided they tried something and they liked it i just never gave up my passion for it Mm -hmm. um uh, or or maybe i never lost my passion for it you know um maybe just naturally life takes you in different directions but i would say everybody has a sort of like core dream that they want to do and allow that dream to evolve i think that was important i didn't have to be an actor in movies i didn't have to be this lead singer of a band you know i i found that um a lot of this stuff got to change and it got to evolve and i was willing to go with that and still maintain what i wanted to do how i wanted to do it what is interesting to me about music and about my goals in music um and and so i think it's a whole bunch of things i mean it's you know it's hard for me to answer that question because i mean you're talking essentially right. th- 30 years well, of, I, was, I was literally uh, just thinking like <laughs> i'm trying there's a lot I, to unpack i'm trying to find like even one more follow-up like question that i kind of have and and, and like where i want to go is like there is no answer to it but like in a ba- in the best way possible, like in the most complimentary way possible, Dave doesn't have a wheelhouse. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> he true. does so yeah. many things that, like, he is very good at or has so much knowledge towards where it's, like, it, it's unbelievable. So, like, to, to put, to kind of bow the end of this question or to, to, to like, <laughs> full circle this question, yeah. like, where Dave is at professionally is wherever you pretty much need him to be. Like, I just had Dave on a project that I produced produce pretty much all of the tracking of the vocals Mm -hmm. and then you know he also played instruments on 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 overdubs and in that type of thing without dave on the project that i had him on some of the harmony i I, some of the harmonies we got out of the artist would not have been possible because dave i i don't hear those things that's why i hired dave in that role for that project so Dave yeah, doesn't still, have a wheelhouse. You still could hear a lot of that. I was, I was very Bro, impressed. I'm telling I you, was very impressed okay. during that during that project. Remember me saying, I was like, I was like, you know, he needs me for 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 you know uh, hearing all these different melodies and things. But a lot of times we were hearing the same thing. So I, I can, was like, Bravo, we, yeah. yeah, get it, Alex. Yeah, right, yeah, you know? yeah. But I I lean on Dave a lot, and in, in in that 
time where I'm like, okay, here's what I'm hearing. Now yeah, get yeah. me a harmony of this, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. or that type of thing. And, and, um, you know, that's where Dave I- is really at. And he's doing, st- you're doing songwriting, you know, COVID yeah. has helped you do songwriting through zoom and FaceTime and that type of thing too, as well. Yeah. And, and vocal coaching. I mean, he, he does it all. Um, and, and, uh, you know, again, that's, that's you can't put Dave in one wheelhouse because he'll break out of it quickly. You'll <laughs> find that, and he will find. And and the funny thing is, again, I'm I'm we're rambling at this point, but I honestly and and Dave and I work together. We do this podcast together now, but we have worked together now for, dude. It's been almost freaking what eight nine oh, years yeah. nine we're, years we're, almost yeah. now or so. Yeah. Um, I publicly and without even Dave around me. I sell Dave almost as much as I sell myself. And <laughs> I'm does. not I am not making that up. I, yeah. I mean that yeah. wholeheartedly. I am not making that up. There is not a lot that I work on that Dave's not involved with, but there's not a lot of artists that I talk to that I can't find Dave something that, that I that I can't find them something that Dave can do for them. Mm-hmm. You know, and and, and that's just what that. he brings to the table. It's it's yeah. it's in I always am like, dude, I got it, got something for you, got something for you. I always I'm hitting you up once a month, it seems like yeah. I'm like, bro, you're I got, like, I got, I got something. you're like, I got a guy. Yeah, I got a guy. Yeah, <laughs> I got something. So um hopefully that that answers um some questions for y'all. I know I, I if y'all have more questions or something more particular that y'all want to send us, um, you know, we've got an ideas and feedback tab in our Discord channel. Feel free to send something there. If you're not in the Discord, you're hearing this, feel free to send us an email, music on deck podcast at gmail.com. We, we, we do love answering questions and we're going to try and find a way to incorporate some of this in a timely manner in, sure. into more of our episodes going yeah. forward. We don't want to take up full segments like this every episode. We want to keep these up, ep- these episodes, you know, short, how we've had them, but we, we do, if, if you guys have questions about the industry, um, we totally will totally be the ones to answer it. So, uh, hopefully those of you who ask these questions, um, Hopefully y'all y'all got to know us a little bit more. Um, and again, go back to our our websites and our our bios and stuff. And and there's some more stuff in there that we kind of didn't talk about, but but more of the people we've worked with and and um you know what's yeah. gotten us to where we've gotten to. So Absolutely. um yeah, so let's uh let's kind of wrap this thing up and give the people some some stuff to listen to, Dave. All right, sounds good, man. Uh, I'll go first. Um, right. I was on vacation second week of August, um, down in Fort Walton Beach, Florida. We're at a restaurant, and the song comes on over the over the speaker and i'm already on vacation so i'm already like trying to catch a vibe vibe. everywhere i'm at yeah and this song comes over the speakers and i'm like oh like this is what i've been trying to hear all vacation you know like this is it um it's a really really cool track it's kind of like alt rock mixed with reggae it's called message to the world by billy who and uh we will be posting the links to these in our song suggestion tab but definitely check this song out. This is on my vibes playlist. It's on my, it's honestly on my Caribbean vibes playlist. Um, but yeah, message to the world by Billy who it's a, it's a jam. It's, it's, it's a cool song. All right. All what right. do you got for him, Dave? Yeah, yeah. No, uh, this week I would say, um, uh, my suggestion is SZA and that's S Z. Yeah. SZA. Uh, I looked it up. It's pronounced SZA. Oh, is it? Yeah. I okay. guess. I I've guess always so. pronounced her SZA. I, and SZA. I, that's how I would have done it too. But believe me, when I go in here, I'm like, I don't know how the hell to pronounce this. It's spelled S Z A. And yeah. I don't think there's any wrong answer to that, by the way. When you have a name that's spelled S Z A, I think you She doesn't care. She's You know damn well nobody's going to know how to say that. Right. She's massively successful and doesn't care how probably anybody says her name, to be honest. It's specifically the weekend, but the funk wave remix version. 
Okay, so yeah. Go listen to that. I know that. It I know is, the weekend. That's a cool song. It's but a, I didn't. Oh, it's dude, a remix. If you hear the okay, remix, cool. this specific one, it is banging. It is so great. It makes the weekend even better. The so song. it's the weekend funk mm-hmm. wave remix. Funk wave remix. Awesome. Uh, R and B vibes. I'm you know, great vocals, out. fat bass. You know that I'm a sucker for. So. Heck yeah. Yeah, man. That's my that's my SZA, SZA, whatever you want to call her. Yeah. Uh, the Weekend Funk Waves remix nice. version. That's so. one kind of unexpected for me to be yeah, honest. But, yeah. but I love it. We uh, we both listen to a lot I gotta, of things I gotta that admit, surprise my, my wife was the one that turned me on to to that. Wow. She's been listening to, to that to song? No, no. To, to I was going to say, because girls don't really like that song. No, she's... She, she, she's <laughs> listen to the lyrics in Actually, that song. no. She, I know she likes this song. Wow. Yeah, but she's the one that turned right. me on to, uh, to the artist. <laughs> and I showed her this one. She was like, oh, man, that's great. I was like, yeah, this is going to be my suggestion for this. All right. Heck yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, yeah, y'all got some songs to listen to, and and hopefully y'all enjoyed this episode, and uh, we'll be back with more on the Music on Deck podcast. See you guys. Thanks. Peace.